Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Grow As You Go podcast. This is your host, Michaela Deal, baby. I'm just being extra annoying today just because I've missed you guys. And I know we had Alex on like the week before last week. And then I took off last week because I was getting back from traveling and everything. So I've missed getting on here and chatting or whatever. Okay, I've missed chatting with you or whatever. Traveling was really fun though. I ended up moving Abby and Alex, her husband, the one who was on just a week or so ago, into their home in North Carolina. So that was literally so much fun, so busy. Me and Abby drove from Austin and we stopped in Huntsville and we stayed there and there was a freaking tornado warning. Like, are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me right now? There was a tornado warning the night that we were driving through Huntsville. And so we stopped there and stayed over. And while we're getting ready to go to bed, the freaking sirens start going off. We're hearing like the 10 whistles, Amber alert sound on the, on our phones. And I didn't see what it was. And I was like, what was that? Cause Abby was like, Michaela, there's a tornado. And I was like, no, there isn't shut up. I was like, there's not a tornado. Like that was the Amber alert noise. I was like, there's no way. She's like, Michaela, there's a tornado. And I was like, oh my God. So I literally get up and I'm like sitting on the side of the window of our hotel room. We're on the fourth floor and I'm just like looking out, like trying to see if I can spot a tornado coming. And honestly, I can't tell if we were in the worst place for a tornado warning or the best because being in a hotel, right? Like with windows, obviously huge red flag. Okay. That wouldn't be good, especially being up in the air. But at the same time, I was thinking it being a large building, at least this was the way that my mind was working, it being a very large building with like so much to like get through, basically, I figured, you know what, we're probably in a pretty sturdy environment. So me and Abby go to the bathroom and we're there for probably an hour or so. We have to get up at, I forget what time I got up, I want to say four in the morning. We got up at four to leave by 4.30 in Huntsville. So we needed all the sleep that we could get. And Abby's an angel. She was like, Michaela, you can just sleep like in the morning, like no big deal. Like you can just go to bed. Like I know it's going to be really early. I slept for hours. Okay. I slept for hours in the front seat with her and she decided to drive the whole, um, second day. So from Huntsville to Raleigh, which is where she moved. But I drove from Austin. I think the first day we split six hours and six hours, but it wasn't bad. It was fun. Me and her were just jamming, chatting. I loved being able to spend time with her. Honestly, even just that one-on-one time in the car, a sleepover with her. Me and her don't have sleepovers just by herself anymore. So, or at least it seems like it doesn't happen quite as much because obviously she's married. Obviously we're always in different locations or we've, we've been long distance friends. So for us to, um, get together or whatever, like back in the day, it's hard to just have a sleepover, just me and her. Cause either there's other people there too, or you know what I mean? It's just hard. So it was really, really, really fun to have that quality time with Ab freaking loved every second. And then I helped them move. Her house is so freaking gorgeous. I, I literally am obsessed with her house. I told her and Alex like a million times, like guys, your house is freaking dope. Like you have the best house ever. Do you understand that? And they're like, yeah, I mean, I love it too. And I'm like, I seriously am obsessed with this house. Alex is like, hey, the third floor, all yours. Because it's um, unfinished. So they can kind of do whatever they need to up there. I was like, you know what? I am going to move into this. Absolutely going to move in. But I just wanted to give you a little update in that regard right off the bat, just because I did take a week off. So that was honestly why I got back um, on Sunday and I was just freaking pooped and I just needed to kind of catch up. And I also am off work for like the next two and a half weeks to three weeks to game plan 
for my plan out of dental hygiene. So that was what this whole week has been for. So I've really been trying to utilize my time, figure out my routines, all that stuff, because everything's so like freaking mumble jumbled in the air, I feel like right now. So I'm just kind of getting my life together. So that is why I was like, you know what, Michaela, you haven't taken a week off. Let's take a week off and just kind of come back even better. So today we are going to be talking about mental health check-ins with yourself and why they're so important. So in this episode, I'm going over four main ways to do mental health check-ins with yourself more regularly so that it's not something where maybe you're feeling super emotional and that's what's causing you to check in with yourself. In general, they are so, so important. So the more that we're doing them, the better our mental health will be overall. And we'll learn so much about ourselves. But it's so important to be taking the time to check in with yourself. At the minimum, I would say weekly, but I would recommend setting time aside a little each day if you can and blocking that time off for yourself so it can't be interrupted. These mental health check-ins honestly can look different for everyone. For some, it could be time spent doing an activity that you like, for example, time on a walk daily or the gym. Or for others, it could be spending some time journaling in silence about things that you're grateful for, or more importantly, what's been bothering you or what's on your mind at the moment. For me personally, the gym and my daily walks definitely act as ways to help me mentally and check in with myself, but most of the time I am multitasking and focusing on other things in those moments. So for me personally, the gym and my daily walks definitely act as ways to help me mentally and check in with myself, but most of the time I'm multitasking and focusing on other things that make it hard to treat those times alone as the only mental health check-ins I would need, if that makes sense. When I'm walking, I'm almost always listening to a podcast, a walking meditation, music, or I'm on the phone with a loved one or something. So in those moments, it's not really a time for me to mentally check in with myself. I can have walks specifically dedicated to that, but they're much, much, much more rare. Almost always my daily walks are doing something or I'm listening to that podcast, right? Or I'm on the phone, so I'm talking. You know what I mean? It's not a check-in with myself to kind of see how I'm doing in a time to slow down my brain. It's more so a time where I'm walking and my brain's kind of thinking about whatever it is I'm listening to. And when I'm at the gym, I'm either working out with my friend or I'm talking in between sets or I'm listening to music. But especially when I work out with my friend Shelby, me and her pretty much talk during all of our breaks in between sets. So it's not really much of a check-in. I mean, it is It is definitely therapeutic and it's a different type of mental health check-in to just sit there and bullshit with your best friend and check in that way, um, for sure. But it's just a different type of mental health check-in basically. So just making sure that you are setting that time aside just for you to kind of see how you're doing whenever you're not focused on a conversation with someone or doing something or something like that. But both of those, like I mentioned, like walking and going to the gym, they definitely act as ways that I can check in with myself and notice things about myself that I do need to work and focus on if like I feel uncomfortable in a certain environment or if I'm just feeling more anxious for some reason or if I'm feeling more stressed. You will always notice those things about yourself even just without doing check-ins, but that's why doing check-ins are so important because instead of it being something where you're like, oh God, like why am I feeling like this? you can just kind of approach it in a way where you're like asking yourself a question, like, how am I doing? Like why it it allows it to come to the surface before it really needs to come to the surface, if that makes sense. So it's less problematic and less overwhelming for you. And you just overall feel way more in touch with your emotions and way more in touch with your goals, all that stuff. So the first and most important step in a mental health check-in, in my opinion, is alone time. The best time to have a mental health check-in with yourself can happen literally anywhere, anytime that you need it. But 
The best time to do it is when you can fully focus and get real with yourself, and that is normally when you're alone. There's always so much going through our heads that we don't realize until we allow our environment to become quiet and actually slow down. Hence, being alone, being by yourself. I can speak from experience that it's really hard to focus on what it is that you truly need when you're always moving or you're surrounded by other people. It's super easy to ignore and dissociate. You often won't even realize that it's happening and you need a minute until you're extremely stressed and at a breaking point. Like a lot of times when I'm running from how I'm feeling or I'm not wanting to sit and focus on it, which again is a very subconscious decision. You don't really realize that you're running from it. But again, who wants to sit there and look right in the eyes of their problems and the things that are making them feel insecure or the things that are making them feel bad? Nobody. Nobody wants to do that. So that is why we run and dissociate and just keep ourselves busy because by doing that, we have an excuse to not sit and focus on the real problem at hand, which is whatever it is that's bothering us. So in those moments of busyness, maybe you're spending time with friends, you're going places, doing things. It seems fun and you're having a lot of fun until you hit a point where you're like, I am not doing well. And it's just because you haven't given yourself that time just to be like, hey, how are you doing? Like, where are you at? What's bothering you? Like, what's what's going good for you? What isn't? Like, those mental health check-ins, checking in with yourself in any freaking way is literally the cheat code to life, in my opinion. You have to be able to do that. And it's something that I'm working on doing. I've definitely gotten better at it, but... I definitely need to check in more than I do. It is really important to set times aside where you can enjoy alone time with yourself because not only is that when you'll learn the most about yourself, but also it's super vital to learn to actually like time by yourself so you can have better relationships in the future by building a strong relationship with yourself and ultimately improving your self-confidence overall. We gotta learn to love that time that we get one-on-one with ourselves because if we aren't enjoying that time, Why would anyone else, like, honestly, like, if you think about it in that way, like, do you want to be with someone who doesn't like to be alone? And I don't mean this as something to trigger anyone or shoot anyone in the foot. I don't know. But like, whenever you're thinking of the person you want to end up with, do you want somebody who's going to have a conniption fit when you leave them by themselves? Or do you want someone who's secure in themselves and feels good about you and the relationship and themselves where... You guys don't need to be together all the time, but it's just an added thing where you like to be together. And this can even go with friendships, knowing like whenever the space is good and when maybe you want to spend some time, I think everything's good. I think you should have both in each relationship is what I'm saying, but being comfortable alone, one-on-one, checking in with yourself is literally something that's just going to get you through the rest of your life in like the most comfortable way possible. Again, it just shows confidence, I think, and the more you know yourself the easier it is to know what you want in any aspect of your life. And then all the things that you want in life kind of come to you because it's less messy because you did the work to figure yourself out through alone time to get in touch with those things that you really, really, really want. So let's say if you have, let's say that you decided you want, let's say that you want watermelon, right? You decided that you want watermelon and whatever I'm even trying to say right now, I'm not even quite sure, but You decide that you want watermelon. So are you going to be putting up with a bunch of oranges and apples coming your way? You might, you might nibble at one here and there, but that's not ultimately what you want. You're looking for watermelon. Is anybody following me? (laughs) Because I know for a fact that made sense to me, but I don't know if it's going to make sense to you. Essentially what I'm saying by that, it's just like a, it's an exaggerated thing where like, for an example, if you're dating someone, if you don't want a certain aspect in dating, you're not going to accept it once you realize that you know what you want. 
out of anything. It could be career. You're going to know your things that you're looking for in a career, a friendship, a relationship, anything. So that once you get more in touch with the things that you do want, it's harder for the things that you don't want to have any place in your life because you're going to be like, ew, that's not what I want. You know what I mean? So does that make sense? I hope it does. You never have to do this. And I know that it's not something that just anybody can do, but I think it is so, so, so important if you're ever able or given the opportunity to live alone. I think everyone should try to live alone for at least like one year minimum by themselves. And let me tell you why. I personally lived alone. I want to say six years through college and post-college, which honestly is pretty scary to say. Like I lived alone for six years of my life. Isn't that kind of crazy as a single woman? kind of wild, but, (laughs) um, I have nothing but good things to say about it. I'll probably make another episode just kind of talking about living alone and maybe go into all the details of why I recommend it and maybe like pricing and stuff like that. But obviously it's not something that everybody is fortunate enough to have the opportunity to do. So I, I find myself highly, highly, um, grateful for being able to do that. But I think that it's allowed me to get to know myself in a different way and really just kind of getting my own routines and it's really, really cool to selfishly worry about yourself and not have to tiptoe around roommates and not have to worry about food. You know what I mean? Just have all your groceries and not have to worry about whispering and do things on your own time. And if you want to sing at midnight, you can sing at midnight and you're not pissing anyone off. You know what I mean? I couldn't imagine like, (laughs) I couldn't imagine like how many times I have lived with people before, um, twice in college and Honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't hard, but at the same time, I think you, you don't have to worry about like being loud or anything like that, which is just super nice. Anyways, it's much easier to get alone time whenever you live alone, but if you do not live alone or you live with others, which I feel like is the majority of people really just making sure it's even more important. I want to say in those moments for you guys that live with people to make sure that you're getting that alone time, because if you're not, you're really not giving yourself a break to check in with yourself. You know what I mean? For real. I couldn't mean this enough. Like, it's so important. I've seen it um, in previous friendships and relationships when people had roommates and they weren't able to ever really get real with themselves and give themselves the very, very, very needed minute that they needed, you know? And worst case scenario, if you hate it, you can say you tried it and you never have to do it again. But there's pros and cons to everything. And mostly, I would say for me, there's pros personally, but... You need to find ways to make sure you're seeing people still or socializing throughout the week if that's something that you ever do because that's the one thing I'll notice. It's easy to isolate yourself um, a little bit and not in like an unhealthy way, but like it's easy to just get wrapped up in yourself when you do really need that human interaction. So just making sure that you have that time set aside on your calendar or in the books for the week so that you can make sure you're prioritizing your friendships, calling friends from like back home, whatever, just making sure that you're finding ways to say to stay social still. All right. Number two is journaling. So journaling to me is the easiest way to check in with yourself, but also the easiest to avoid as much as you might want to do it to better yourself. I found it can be hard to make it a habit and especially hard to do when you really need to do it. So the times I've been struggling, overthinking or stressed about something where I know how much better I'd feel if I just allowed myself to sit down and do it, I notice are the times I'll find myself doing anything but journaling. Your body and mind have a way of avoiding things like the plague that seem uncomfortable and have potential of bettering your life. I have noticed this so much. The things that I know are going to change my life 
for the better and things that seem like out of the ordinary to me because they're not something that just comes second nature to me yet. Those are the things that I notice I will be avoiding the most. Forcing myself out of my comfort zone. Um, journaling. Like all, it all comes down ultimately to forcing yourself out of your comfort zone because your mind and your body recognize that as like something foreign. We're like, eh, are you sure you want to do this? Yes. And you can't allow yourself, this is a key, you can't allow yourself to sit and think about it for too long because the more time and the more distractions you allow to get in the way of you getting that thing done or starting journaling or whatever, like let's say instead of you just putting your phone down and picking up the journal and putting your phone on do not disturb so you can just get that done and telling yourself, hey, I'm not going to get on my phone. I'm not allowed to get on my phone until I finish this journal entry and allowing myself to just journal, even if it's only for two minutes, however long it takes, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but doing those things you'll notice how good it feels once you push past that mental block and there's several I'm sure there's several mental blocks that you're having whether you know it or not that are holding you back from being the person that you want to be and I am like talking to myself so hard because I've noticed it so much recently where I'm like why are you putting this off like why are you procrastinating this this is ridiculous like what is this for the second that I allow myself to just get going, it feels so good. And especially whenever you actually get a task done that you've been really wanting to get done for a while or whatever. It shows yourself through repetition, the more you do something that seems foreign or uncomfy, that you really can do all the things that your mind tells you that you can't do. And it just makes it addicting and you get excited about doing the things that make you uncomfortable. This is just something random that I just thought about, but I want to put it in here because I feel like I might forget it if I don't. But... A lot of times whenever we feel like we have things that are bothering us or we have stuff to get done, we have all these goals, right? All these things that we want to do. We often are putting the things that are most important on the back burner because we don't even realize the importance of them. And I notice this happening to me um, literally this week where I have all these goals that I'm setting for myself and they're honestly things that I never actually do. So like they kind of are a big deal for me to get done because I normally am not spending my weekdays like this. I'm normally in a dental office and not having to do much creative thinking during the week, you know? So, and this is kind of where I want my life to be going in general is me creatively thinking and getting used to doing that and bouncing ideas off of myself and getting things done. So I really have these high standards that I've been trying to hold myself to, to get this stuff done. But mentally, I just haven't been feeling super like, like I've just kind of been feeling like I've been having mental blocks in getting some of this stuff done. And the whole reason I'm telling you this right now is because even whenever we realize we have this long to-do list of things that we need to do, sometimes the most important thing to do is put that stuff down for a second and pick up a journal and journal, like for real, and just just deal with whatever it is that we're like dealing with in our heads because by you pushing past it and dissociating from that and trying to put it off even for the sake of getting your work done and whatever there's a difference between procrastinating and there's a difference between focusing on the problem at hand so that you can actually come back bigger and better and get the stuff done that you need to get done if you're following me so instead of like procrastinating would be you picking up your phone and scrolling on TikTok, knowing that there's no reason for you to be on there and you're just allowing yourself to scroll and get you off task for an hour or more or less as opposed to realizing that there's just something that you're not able to fully focus on the tasks in front of you right now even though you're trying to put your energy into it something's just blocking you from getting there that is whenever you need to just take a step back, pick up that journal, and maybe start journaling for a second 
in some way or giving yourself a second to just check in with yourself. Put your literally, I, I probably sound like such a hippie to you guys, but like this stuff seriously works so much. Put your hand on your heart. Okay. Don't make fun of me. Put your hand on your heart and allow yourself to just feel that for a second. Like just feel whatever it is that you're feeling and ask yourself, what's going on? How am I doing right now? Just asking yourself questions out loud. And I do kind of go over this at the end of this one, this episode, a little bit more with the questions that I'm telling you about right now. But doing that work, even though it might seem like it doesn't need to be done, like, okay, I'm just being dramatic. Like, okay, what's wrong with me? No, like take the time to do that for real. And I'm talking to myself because this has been something that's been hard for me to do and I need to take my own advice. But allow yourself to stop and go and do that and then come back into whatever it is you want to get done on your to-do list, bigger and better, more focused, more centered with yourself, understanding what it is that was bothering you and allowing yourself to not be hard on yourself for having those emotions and just knowing that it's like, it's going to be okay. Emotions are normal. You're going to experience them every single day. And it's so, so important for you to allow yourself to feel whatever it is that you're feeling, get it out on paper. Don't hold it in. Either talk out loud to yourself, talk in a voice memo, pray, talk to a friend if you need to. I just recommend getting it out in some way so that you're able to kind of move on from it so you can come back bigger and better and just more rejuvenated in your soul because your soul is going to seem really dull sometimes if you're not allowing yourself to kind of clear out the trash, if that makes sense. You got to get all that trash out of there because if there's a bunch of random thoughts that aren't serving you in your head, essentially it's just blocking you from showing up as your best self in your work, in your day, in your interactions, all that stuff. So just a side note, but super, super important and something that I realized because I'll have all these goals for myself and I just will realize I will be extra, extra hard on myself whenever I have all these goals, but I'm not getting stuff done because I'm upset or I'm going through something in my head. So just treat yourself the way that you would treat a friend. If your friend was having a bad day, I know for a fact you would give them advice and tell them to do what feels right and to take a minute and breathe. Seriously, take your own advice. In, in those situations, whatever you would give your friend, give it to yourself. Okay. Back to where we were. So you don't have to become an author and write yourself essays whenever you're getting started with journaling or anything. It doesn't have to be anything crazy or overwhelming, but find a way to journal that you personally enjoy. It could be a guided journal, a plain journal to write in as you please, or do mind dumps. So I personally love both. And I think you should try to implement both at different times because it can help with different things. Let me explain. So a little brief explanation, the guided journal prompts provide the questions for you to answer daily. So it seems less overwhelming and it takes the hard work off of you where you can just think about your responses, where when you have a regular journal, obviously either you can write in whatever it is that you want. You can come up with your own prompts if that's what you're into, or you could literally just do mind dumps, which I personally feel like is really, 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 really beneficial to do. I do not do them enough, but I have a plain journal, but I have a plain journal that I will use to randomly write down whatever it is that's on my mind sometimes. Essentially a mind dump, you're dumping your brain out, getting everything out that is currently mumbled and jumbled up in your brain. So when it comes to guided journals, my recommendations in general are starting with the five minute journal. You can get this on Amazon and I will have all these linked at the bottom of the episode today, but three things that you are grateful for is the first thing that you go over. So for the five minute journal, each day focuses on a couple of different things but they're all the same each day. It's cool because each day starts with a little quote. So something to kind of put towards your day. 
and then it will have three things that you're grateful for for you to write in, um, three things that would make today great, your daily affirmations, so a couple lines for you to write in affirmations about yourself. Normally, I'll write like eight of those. And then at the end of the day, you will have three highlights of the day and then one thing that you learned that day, which I think is super, super, super beneficial. I love this journal because one, it's really simple. It stays the same and you can easily make it a part of your routine where you can just kind of make sure you're doing it each day. And it has affirmations in there. It has everything, gratitude, affirmations, highlights. And it's also asking you what you would get done, what would make today great. So by you doing that in the morning, it's helping you to set up like how you can actually reach those goals. How can you get those things done? Even if it's just putting in time to watch your favorite TV show, whatever it is that you are telling yourself that would make that day great, imagine how it feels once you actually got to do them by the end of the day. You had a good day. And my favorite from that journal personally is what did I learn today? Because if you're not ever answering that question and writing it out, you often forget what it is maybe that you learned, but the more that you're writing out that each day, you're like, wow, I really have learned a lot this week. Like each day you really do have a lesson. It's honestly like an episode of Full House. You know how you'd always watch Full House and at the end of each episode, it would be like, all right, DJ. <laughs> so this is what we, you know what I mean? And not like even in that way, but you, there was always a lesson to learn in those episodes, a life lesson, which honestly, I miss that show. But I really enjoy that because it keeps you mindful and just grateful overall. And like, just, it just keeps you really, really looking at your day in a super simple way, but in the best way possible. Cause you're like, wow, I got all this stuff done today. These things happen that made today really cool, blah, 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 whatever you get the point. Okay. The second journal I would recommend these are these next two are from, we're not really strangers. I've talked about them many times before and I cannot recommend them enough. But the first one that I did was we're not really strangers. Um, I am currently doing the five minute journal and this one, this is like my actual routine that I'm doing. It's the, we're not really strangers journal. It's all red with look inside on the front of the journal. It is on the website, literally called we're not really strangers journal. And there's 365 pages, one per each day of the year. So I'll answer one question a day and you can write as much or little as you'd like to fill up one page. So a couple examples of these prompts. One is a list of simple pleasures. And so I wrote down two um, examples of prompts in this journal. One being a list of simple pleasures. So you would write down all the simple pleasures that you can think of on that day. And then another one, an apology you never gave. It just, you can just see just with these two examples, you, you get a lot out of this journal and it really hits home in each area. And I've been doing it up in like literally one a day this year. I have not um, missed. I have missed at one point, but I always will catch up. So I like, I'll count how many days of the year I went by and I'll make sure that I've done that many pages, if that makes sense. So I'll always start each morning with my five minute journal. And then I'll go back in with the, we're not really strangers read one that I just mentioned. I'll do one each day. So I think I'm on like, I don't know, 60 some pages right now. And I really, really enjoy it. It's not super repetitive. It's always a little bit different. And I just really love it. All these questions are genuinely really, really, really good questions. Side note, they also have card games. So if you ever want really good card games to play with your friends, with your loved ones, with your significant other, they have a ton and I cannot recommend those enough either. Big card game gal. The last journal, um, that I'm going to recommend is another one from We're Not Really Strangers, and it is the We're Not Really Strangers Self-Reflection Kit. So this is the first one that I've ever done from them, 
and I fully completed it. I actually started it for the second time until they sent me the one that I just told you about. So the red one that has 365 pages, that's the one that they sent me, which I'm, I was so freaking excited once I got it, but I love it so much. And the self-reflection kit comes with cards to use, one for each entry. So um, an example of these cards, one says, what have I tolerated from people in the past that I no longer have space for? You know what I'm saying? Too good too good. And then you have this little deck of cards, which honestly you can use as a question game with your friends if you ever wanted to. But I think it's really, really cool to use with the journal and just to use in a more intimate space for you too, just to get to know yourself better. And this specific journal comes with the journal, a card set that I mentioned. I think you have like 60, I don't even know how many to be honest, but you get a decent amount of cards and a pen. And these are my favorite pens ever. I'm obsessed with their pens. I love them so much. They're a red pen that says we're not really strangers and white. And they just feel really, really good. They're like a matte pen and it just writes. It's a fine ballpoint pen. It's really, really nice. You need it. You need to try it. But if any of you do try those journals, please let me know. They will all be linked right below. So you can just click them and buy it if you would like to right from this episode. But out of all these, I would say journaling is the one that I definitely dove into more over the past like year and a half two years and definitely helped me get to know myself in ways that I never have been able to get to know myself until I asked myself the hard questions so I highly recommend you do the same number three is meditation or praying for me personally I do both of these but you don't have to but meditation to me is basically time to surrender my mind to whatever needs to come to the forefront You'll notice you have a lot of distractions and thoughts when taking the time to meditate, and that's totally normal. It's essentially you taking time to sit with a quiet mind and ignore all distractions and just focus on your breathing and being in the present moment. Overall, this helps to clear my mind throughout the day, help me to stay more alert in touch with my thoughts that matter. So it helps me differentiate from thoughts that aren't serving me and thoughts that are. So kind of um, getting better at navigating between positive and negative thoughts. Not every thought that you have is a thought that is yours. Just an FYI. There's so many thoughts that go through your head all day long. So meditating has definitely helped me kind of differentiate the ones that are worth my time and worth focusing on because you don't want to focus on a thought that shouldn't have a light on it, if that makes sense. A negative thought shouldn't get more time than it deserves. It just has the power to ruin your day, to be honest, if you allow yourself to focus on it for too long. It also helps to regulate your breathing and calms your nervous system. So I try to do it every day, but that doesn't happen. But anytime I do it, I do notice how good I feel. Whenever I was doing it for a week or so in a row, I definitely could tell there was a difference with my mental clarity. Meditation has a way of bringing all the feelings that your body has been avoiding to the forefront in a good way. So you can always check in with yourself that way. You can do guided meditations, which I personally do best, or just sit in silence or with calm music of your choice and just deep breathe. So an example of this would be breathing in for five seconds, exhaling for five seconds, breathing in for five seconds, exhaling for five seconds, and kind of doing it that way. Or you can honestly go back to repeating normal breathing. Or you could just go back to breathing normal. You don't have to breathe crazy. The whole point of it is for you to just get in touch with your breathing and your body and just kind of chill for a sec. I love the Superhuman app. That is the app that I am currently using. I, it honestly is kind of pricey. It kind of is pricey. It's $29.99 a month. And I don't love that, but you always could split it with a friend if you both wanted to do it. You can always split it with a friend so it could be 15 bucks each. But honestly, I really, really like that app. And the main reason for it is because with all the ones that I've looked into before, 
there's just so many different kinds. Like I'm opening the app as we speak just so I can like tell you exactly, but like there's so much on here and there, there's seated meditations, walking meditations, getting ready meditations, chilling meditations, just music, writing meditations, sleep meditations, cleaning meditations, cooking meditations, travel meditations, legs up the wall meditations, <laughs> running meditations, mirror meditations, errand meditations, pep talks, motherhood meditations, Pilates meditations, and stretching. So I always normally would do the walking ones because I like to be able to do things while I'm meditating. The seated ones are harder for me to come by, um, which I should honestly try to do more of them. But um, I will do some seated ones whenever I'm in the sauna at the gym. That's what I'll listen to. Um, I've done getting ready ones. I've done cleaning ones. They just help keep me on task also and just keep positive. Like the, the guided meditations are so good. They're like all right, let's do that. Like, it's just motivating. Okay. And they're not cheesy and it just like gives a good vibe and a good energy. And I really, really enjoy them. So if you ever want to try one, I do recommend the superhuman app. All the other ones I've tried, they've been okay. Also the open app was good, but the one that I have the best things to say, I swear to God is superhuman. Um, that's why I'm currently paying $29.99 a month for that because I really, really love it. And it helps me every single day kind of get my mind right. I basically like the idea of being able to do other things while I'm meditating though. It just helps me kind of focus in on that one task that I'm doing and also focus on the good positive thoughts that it's telling me at the same time, which is really, really good just for rewiring your brain, which is really, really good just for rewiring your brain. You are your thoughts. So the things that you think about most are the things that are going to manifest in your life. So the more positive, good thoughts that you're putting in your brain every single day, the more positive, actual things that are going to kind of happen in your life, I think, and just... um the energy that you're putting in your head, that's what you're going to be kind of telling yourself. So you want to make sure it's good stuff. And so the second part of this one is praying. So no matter what your religion is, whatever you personally do to connect to God, the universe, whatever it is that you believe in, that's what I'm talking about. You do not have to have the same religion as me or be religious for that matter. But praying alone has gotten me through my entire life and I would be doing anyone a disservice to not include this step. I personally identify as Christian and I always have my entire life. So praying for me has always been one of the only things that has always helped me navigate life, even in the darkest of times. I pray throughout the day randomly, but I always notice a huge difference in how connected I personally feel to myself and my purpose in life when I'm actually sitting about five to 10 minutes aside each day to pray in the morning or at night. But again, I'm never trying to be pushy in this regard, but this is a big part of me and how I'm here today. If anyone ever wants me to go into more detail about this, I'm more than happy to do so. But at the same time, I'm not trying to make it the, all I'm talking about on here, but obviously I'm gonna include it um, when I need to or when I feel like it, it makes sense, but I'm always down to go more in detail if you guys want me to. Number four, ask yourself questions aloud, specifically, why? So this one was taught to me in therapy. Honestly, I learned this one today and I feel like this one's a really, really good way to check in with yourself. So we have a lot of thoughts, like I said, so you're always thinking things and the things that we're thinking aren't necessarily serving us, right? But a lot of times whenever we're not allowing ourselves to stop and just check in with ourselves, we are getting cluttered in the head and that can play in how we're feeling every single day, what our emotions are, how we're showing up in our everyday lives, all those things. So whenever we notice that we're having feelings that are like either stressing us out or just kind of holding us back from doing a certain thing, what I was taught today from my therapist is to just say things out loud. So let's say you are um, stressed. Why are you feeling like this? You would start maybe by saying to yourself, 
I see that you're not feeling super good right now. Why are you feeling this way? And then allow yourself to answer. Well, I just feel really stressed out right now. Why are you feeling stressed out right now? Well, I haven't had a minute in like five days to actually just sit down and do nothing. Why haven't you had a minute to just sit down and do nothing? Well, because I've been working and doing all these things and I haven't actually made time to do it. Well, why haven't you made time to do it? Because, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, you get the point. Whatever it is, whatever problem that you have, by asking yourself why and kind of getting, maybe it could even be like you being upset about a boy or being upset about a relationship or being upset about a job or um, whatever it is that's upsetting you mentally, upsetting your emotions, allow yourself to ask yourself why about the feelings that you're experiencing out loud because by you talking out loud to yourself, one, it's allowing you to kind of halt the process of your brain so that any thoughts aren't spiraling. It kind of halts the spiraling process if that's something that you ever go through. And by you asking yourself those questions, it's kind of breaking the walls down each time you answer it. You're allowing yourself to kind of understand like, wow, that's what's bothering me. That's why I'm feeling like this. I haven't had a break. I need to just sit down and chill for a second. Like I need to just give myself a minute. I can always tackle this tomorrow. You know what I mean? Or whatever it may be. But asking yourself those questions out loud is just a super, super important yet really easy, simplified way of getting the answers out. But a lot of times we don't even want to sit and ask ourselves those questions because I think often we're scared of what those answers are. And once you get those answers, they become extremely real. I wasn't going to have a fifth one, but this one, honestly, I feel like this is a a big way for me to kind of mentally check in with myself or, um, get my life going again. Like if I'm, if I'm needing to kind of refresh, I always will start with planning. So each week I always will plan my groceries and I will try to plan my workouts. Um, like what I'm hitting that day, the next week, what days I'm working out with Shelby, what times I'm working out that day. By planning my week in advance, if I'm able to, that helps take a lot of stress or anything like that off of me and helps just get me excited for the week to come. So it's not necessarily a way for you to check in with yourself, but it kind of is at the same time because it helps kind of alleviate some of the stress for the next week that would be coming up. So I don't know. I personally enjoy that. And once I'm able to kind of make that to-do list or get things done on paper, it gets them out of my head. So it's less mumbled and jumbled up there for me. So to me, I would say planning is a big one. Um, If it's something as simple as just a to-do list or using a journal, like I've mentioned to you guys before, just getting kind of organized with your upcoming week. Maybe there's certain things that are going on for you. Getting it all down just on paper so you know what's coming up in your week. Appointments, um, obligations to see friends, maybe things you need to do. Maybe you need to get your car registration renewed. Whatever it may be. Getting that stuff written down, whatever bills, all that stuff, that just alleviates some of the stress that might be in your mind without you even noticing it because those things can be causing stress because you're unsure of everything coming up. But by you knowing what's coming, that helps alleviate that stress. And if you are wanting any other like ways to mentally check in with yourself or let's say you're dealing with something that is far beyond whatever it is I'm telling you right now or you're in a mentally not so hot place and you maybe need some help, that's okay. So if that's ever the case with you and you're listening to one of my podcasts, you guys know I'm a huge freaking fan of therapy And if you ever need help, I'm a huge advocate for going and getting that help if you do. So if you ever have questions or if you ever have any questions at all for me or need help in any way, please message me and I will help you the best I can and give you any resources that I can help you with. 
But I hope you guys love that. That made me really happy to actually get on here and feel like I was giving you guys something that maybe you could apply to your week this upcoming week. A lot of times things that I'm sharing with you are often things that I feel like are good for me to share with myself as well. Things that I am noticing in my everyday life that I feel like you guys probably could use in your everyday life too because I feel like we're kind of always on the same page a little bit. I'm going to tell you right now though, the dogs in my neighborhood I've had it up to here. I've had it up to here. Okay, I've had it up to here with them. And let me tell you why. So the first thing, they're constantly just like going off. This dog's been barking the whole freaking episode. So if you've been able to hear this dog, I apologize. But my neighbor's dogs, like right to the, right outside of my house, they never stop barking. I have lived here for three years. There's nothing new going on over here. There's no new sense. Every time I open my door, barking. Every time Marshall goes out in the yard, barking for what tell me for what for what it's not a new dog like oh dude we live here I literally talked to him I'm like shut up I'm like we live here nothing new like what's going on like can you guys chill out I don't know like they didn't always do this um I feel like it just started happening more and more recently and I'm like can you guys relax like this is nothing new but that's not the main thing I wanted to share with you guys really quick the worst thing ever that happened to me this week I just get back from the trip and it's Tuesday. But so I'm walking Marshall on my walk as I literally do every single day, the same path. And I'm like two houses up from my house and out of nowhere, I see this man and he looks over at me. I smile at him. Like he was like doing something outside of his house. I didn't think anything of it. Next thing you know, his dog comes running out of his garage that was open full force towards Marshall um, growling at him, like ready to bite him. So that happened. Um, that was just the worst thing ever. So he came over and I was like, Oh my God. And I see this guy running after his dog, but I'm like, I just, I could tell like Marshall's been bit a couple times for no reason. He's never honestly done anything to, um, elicit the bite, but either way, aggressive dogs or whatever, like have gotten a hold of him for whatever reason. And so this dog came and I knew by the way that it was running, I was like, he's totally going to bite Marshall right now. Like I know for a fact. And so I'm trying to do what I can. I'm in shorts and a tank top and I'm like trying to like keep Marshall like from getting bit by him. And I'm like, Hey, and I'm like yelling at freaking the dog and this man, I'm like, get, and I'm like, yeah, I don't even know what I was saying to be honest. I blacked out in that moment, but, um, that went on for a second. And thankfully I don't think Marshall got bit. It all happened so quick. Marshall didn't get bit on his body anywhere that I noticed. But afterwards, I noticed he was bleeding very, very profusely out of his mouth. And the guy came back. He put his dog away and then came back and was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, he's bleeding. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, I'm going to have to go to the vet. So I had to go to the vet immediately. And I'm like a freaking wreck because my dog's bleeding everywhere. It was like a murder scene in my house. And I was just scared that he was going to pass out or something. And I didn't know how severe it was. And I didn't know. I was honestly just scared. He was losing so much blood that like he was going to pass out. And I was just so, so, so stressed out. Ultimately, Marshall was okay. Um, he had a very deep bite on his tongue from, I don't, I think the other dog's tooth punctured it. So he got an exam at the vet. They were monitoring him to get the bleeding to stop. The bleeding literally was going on for hours, like for real. And so that was what was freaking me out the most. And at one point they were going to sedate him to try to get it to stop because once it would stop on his tongue, then he would start licking something and it would just get worse and it would just start again. So they didn't end up having to sedate him, but he was at the vet most of the day being monitored and he's on antibiotics and 
God bless America. But luckily my neighbor paid the vet bill because as he freaking should. But I called the cops because my vet told me to file a police report and they didn't give a shit. <laughs> they didn't care at all. They were like, if you, they're like, we don't do police reports on dog attacks. If you were attacked, that's one thing. And I was like, honestly, I think I was bit by this dog a little bit, but I'm not concerned with it. <laughs> I was like, I'm not really super concerned with it to a point where I want you to come to my house and we'll do a thing. Cause he was like, well, if you think it's, if, he was like, if you think it's necessary enough to do a police report in person with an officer, then he was like basically making me feel like an idiot. So I was like, mm, I personally don't want to do that. But um, he told me, like, if you want someone to pay the bills, you need to like get a lawyer or something. Either way, the neighbor was very nice to the point where he was very apologetic, asking me how Marshall was doing, felt really bad. And he was like, he is very aggressive towards male dogs, like his dog. He was like, so I'm going to have to do something about that or lock him up. And I'm like, yeah, you are, bro. You need to freaking keep your dog restrained. You can't just let him run out of your house. You've got to be more careful because, like, there's dogs walking there constantly. I'm slightly traumatized from that incident. Marshall's definitely slightly traumatized from that incident. Not a fun time. But that is my update on my life. Basically coping with my best friend moving away and figuring out where my career is going and trying to figure that out right now because I've been off work Um I would say since last one, like la I've been off work since last Monday. So it's been a little bit over a week, a week and a half ish. And I took this time off intentionally for me to put towards my career and make a game plan for getting out of dental hygiene. So we're just kind of figuring out how long I need to work in dental hygiene still and like to how many days a week because I want to save up a bunch of money to have what I need in order to balance kind of. And then I always do have this degree and I always have this career, especially as attempt to always open my schedule back up and work as a hygienist still. So that's always on the table, but I'm definitely in the process of figuring out what's coming next and what I'm up to. So that's what this time period of kind of being off work is for. So I think I work one day next week and then the week after I work three, I'm figuring out if I want to kind of cancel those days or if I want to keep them. I'm figuring it all out at the moment. Bear with me, but that is the update. I hope that you guys all have a great start to your week and I've missed you and I love you and I hope that something amazing happens to you today. But if you wanna hear anything in particular from me, any topics, anything like that, please message me on Instagram or somehow, somewhere and let me know. I always wanna hear from you guys and also please rate the podcast five stars and leave a review if you haven't already. I would love that so much, but I will see you next Monday.